the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. ESPN opening day tomorrow. The Cardinals in action at three o'clock, and John Eula will be at the microphone for the introductions of the Cardinals. One of the joys of working mornings at 101 ESPN is that literally right next door in the next studio, I get to see John Hewlett every single day, and it's great to have you with us on the show. Oh, thank you, Randy. It's very nice for you to say that. And I feel the same way about you and Michelle and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have a lot of, we have five radio stations in our hallway here and we're hanging out with so many people that, uh, you know, been on the radio for a long time or have established themselves in the business and, uh, it's just turned into a wonderful, you know, celebratory kind of atmosphere every day. I just love running to all you guys in the hallways and waving to you in the windows and stuff. (laughs) It's fun. Well, you, man, I want to take it back to the beginning because so many people know you as the in-stadium voice as the Cardinals, of course, in addition to your work at Casey, but how did you end up having that job to begin with? Well, I made a decision at the radio station, I guess it was 80, 80, 81, 82, when uh, Joel Myers left the morning show to, uh, to he was doing news and sports in the morning. He was also the Cardinals PA announcer at the time, and uh, he left. and I, And they said, "Well, we need somebody to do one sports cast, one newscast in the morning." I was doing middays. I said, "Hell, I'll do that because I can get a free press <laughs> press pass and then hang out at the Cardinal games and Blues games and Cardinal football games back then." And so I did that, and next thing you know, 82, the Cardinals go to the World Series, and I'm covering the team, and the radio station says, oh, my gosh, Cardinals haven't been in the World Series in 68 and haven't won in 67. The town's crazy about it. We'll send you wherever they go in the playoffs. You can travel. So I, I was riding airplanes with Stan Musial and, and uh, other media people, and I was like, holy cow, how did this happen? And it all came because of that decision to, hey, I'll, I'll do it, you know, just throw my, my name in the ring to just do one sportscast in the morning. And then uh, after the 80s, two season ended joel left the, the the job and they said hey why don't you uh we know you here why don't you uh you know audition and i auditioned and i got it so. it's amazing to think about the fact that your voice within old bush stadium and and this bush stadium you've been doing that longer than michelle's been alive you you literally <laughs> are the soundtrack for people's lives at bush stadium yeah i i, I tell you thank you for saying that and, and i and i I uh, I remember when Marty Hendon hired me, he said, you know, we're going to hire somebody and, and we want the same atmosphere every time somebody comes to the ballgame. We want to hear this Ernie Hayes on the organ. We want to hear, uh, we want to see the same visuals and we want to hear the same voice on the PA. Can you make every game? And I said, well, you just talked to somebody who's going to make every game and then make every game for every year you want me here. And so that's been my goal every year. I look at it as a mountain to climb every year and I'm going to take it one step at a time and uh, eventually uh, make it through the season. That's so interesting that you say that because... 
anytime I go into Bush Stadium, it feels like a second home. And part of that is the familiar surroundings, whether it's your voice over the PA or the organ or the smells. So I think that's really interesting that that's a conscious effort by the club to make sure that things are consistent. And I don't know if they necessarily realize that it does foster this home type environment for fans. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it came out of, uh, and maybe I'm just lucky in this regard, that the Cardinals have that attitude because they were coming out of a, a period like Charlie Jones, who did the stadium announcing for, I don't know, 40 years or something like that. His eyesight eventually went bad and he had to retire. And then Myers, Joe Myers came in for, I think, just two seasons. And they said, you know what, we want to get back to where it's the same person every time. And I think, I guess Charlie set the example. And then I was able to, I guess, you know, play off of that eventually. Because I think in other cities, they might be changing PA announcers every number of years. I don't think there's the same consistency to it. They might not have that same attitude, you know. And I love the way that you do it for the Cardinals, John, because there there was a panache. There was a style for Joel, right? Ah, yeah. Z Smith. Yeah. Right. But you're more like, not exactly like, but more like Charlie Jones and more like the consistent tradition that we we would expect from the Cardinals. I guess, yeah. You know, I remember when I took the job, I didn't really think of any style or anything like that. I just wanted to, first of all, I was so nervous. You know, I didn't want to make a mistake because, you know, the sports world down there. I mean, you make a mistake. They point it out. You mm-hmm. know, everything is 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 kept track of in the world of baseball. So you don't want to be somebody who's screwing it up all the time. And I still I make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But but um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the just just trying to be consistent with it is all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to put the, the spotlight on me. I don't think it's about me. You know, Um there's there are times when I guess I could give a little more emphasis, and I do. I try to give more emphasis to the Cardinals than I do the mm-hmm. opposing players, you know. But uh, if I start getting a growl in my voice like, Ozzy Smith, <laughs> I want you to come up to me and slap me right in my face, okay? Because I, I, that's not me. I, I, I want to ask you this because I've never talked to you about this. You do have to be on top of everything, and especially the umpires, right, for pitch, pinch hitters and, and pitching changes and things like that. It's easy all you have to do is turn your head away for a, a moment to make a mistake, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there have been some mistakes, uh, unfortunately. I haven't had any of the big mistakes, thank goodness, knocking on some wood here, where an umpire signaled and I and I, and I announced somebody before they signaled. Uh, but uh, I, there was, I remember maybe the first or second year, I announced a batter and the batter just kind of stepped out of the box and then got back in. And I announced the next batter and that guy kind of stepped out of the box and said something to the catcher and he got back in I next the next batter and he kind of stepped back and he kind of looked up at uh, you know the media box or the um, press box area and a fourth time and then the fifth time I realized I'm a player behind and so, <laughs> so five times in a row I announced the wrong guy and nobody really said anything to me I just had to figure it out with the what was you know, the body language on the field you know I looked at my scorecard and goes you dummy well thank goodness you figured it out yeah. you did that for the entire long, game. it could have gone on <laughs> yeah, the whole game well, when you but, from- but pinch hitting you know pinch hitters things they can, it can get uh, complicated you know when they uh, you know, switch from one pitcher from one spot in the batting order to the next and multiple changes on top of that. And, and I have help. You know, there are guys in the room that help me, too, that keep an eye out. And the official scorer is also trying to do the same thing, you know. When you first started doing this, you probably never envisioned that there would be a pandemic or a truncated season in baseball. If anything's consistent in St. Louis, it's Cardinals baseball. So it's got to be very cool for you to know on Thursday you're going to go back to Bush Stadium and there's going to be fans in the stands and we'll have a somewhat normal home opener. 
Yeah, it, it's still going to be limited, you know, but uh, I'll tell you, I've been in that stadium where towards an end of, an, of a game, say a game that goes, you know, very late, and you're down to like four or 5,000 people in the stadium, they're just as loud sometimes as 30,000, you know, especially mm-hmm. when they start getting a little alcohol in them <laughs> and all that. But, yeah, so, I mean, I think these people are going to be very vocal, and it's gonna, they're going to be really excited to be there in the first place. Just being there is going to be so cool for, for people and, and exciting for them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, we, we do a lot of games down at Bush Stadium, too, high school and college games, where there's nobody in the stadium. So last year when there was nobody in the stands, it wasn't that awkward for us, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be good to have the fans back. What do you love most about opening day? Well, getting to go on the field and announce the players and, and as they come in on the cars. I mean, I really take that uh, personal, not personal, but um, uh, seriously because it, uh, it's, I just remember Jack Buck doing it. And I remember, you know, Mike Shannon doing it. And I'm not equating myself to those guys by any means, but just to be in a situation where I'm, I'm doing what they did. You know, and it's, it's a short period of time on the field for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Not that big of a deal. It's uh, it, it touches my heart and it makes me uh, makes me feel good. It's the greatest tradition. I mean, we talk about all the great things with the Cardinals with opening day. And uh, that's the one thing that everybody looks forward to that. And the Clydesdales, right, is yeah. the that parade. And I can imagine what it's like and that. Uh, it's so cool to see those players arrive at home plate. And unfortunately, we've lost Bob and, and Lou, and we won't have the typical opening yeah. day this year. But seeing the Red Jacket guys out there and seeing all the tradition, and then to be able to literally be a part of that tradition, it, it gives me goosebumps right now. It, yeah. It's just such a cool feeling. Oh, I, I get the same goosebumps and uh, and, and, and have my kids uh, you know, watch on TV and they hear their dad down there announcing the players. And, and then things get on video. You know, it's this day, day and age. People have their cameras going and I'm on their cameras. I'm on their feeds. I'm on, they get on the social media stuff. They I mean, they don't highlight me or anything, but my voice is in the background. You know? <laughs> yeah. They don't know who it is probably. And so, so uh, you know that just just being embedded in cardinal history like that to me is uh, something that you know my my family will always remember. One other thing for John Hewlett, and uh, obviously we we know the highlight is being on a show with Brad Thompson. That's pretty cool, right? The, uh, yeah. f- since the start of nineteen eighty three, that's probably number one. But what's the other most memorable aspect to doing this since nineteen eighty three uh, for you being the PA announcer at Bush Stadium? Oh, you know, Randy, Game Six of uh, twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is the number one. Um, um, the number one thing in my in my mind, people ask me all the time, what, what, what was the number one thing? And, and they say, was it Ozzie Smith's home run in 85? And yeah, that was a great moment. But they didn't win that. Uh, they didn't win that World Series that year. You know, this one, what David Freeze did, being a hometown kid and everything, it was just just unbelievable. I, I, and I, I don't know if it gets the same. It, it gets the national recognition that, that it should get. If, it, if that happened in New York, it would have been, you know, we, it'd be all over all the time on, on highlight shows and, you know, the national sports networks all the time. I mean, that was just incredible. And I'll, I remember just walking out of the stadium that night and saying to people, I think it was strangers. I don't even remember who I was talking to. I said, I can't believe what I just saw. You know, I was kind of in a, in a, in a fog. It Do you incredible. remember if you gave the game totals? He hits the home run and no. obviously everybody's, you didn't? I don't think we did. I think, as a matter of fact, uh, and, and then Game Seven uh, after they won the World Series, I don't think we did either. It was it was Why? didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, everybody was you know having a great time and fireworks were going off. <clears throat> excuse me, and music was playing. So you know, the totals is 
We won. That's, <laughs> it. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's great to have you with us on our show. Like we said, it's always great to see you in the hallways, and it, it'll be a thrill tomorrow to hear your voice uh, echoing throughout Bush Stadium again. Can't wait. Thank you. I hope it holds up. <clears throat> right now. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be great. John Hewlett with us, Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.